we've been learning a lot about the Easter story. Our pastor, Pastor Sam, has been taking us through several teachings. We looked, it's been three to four Sundays. He's been taking us through various teachings. He's taught us about the Easter story. He's taught us about um, Christ in us. We are created unto good works. We are set on a high place. And now we're going to carry it on to completion, even as we wait to, to, to hear more from him. We thank God for the opportunity that he's given me to come and teach. And so today is a very interesting topic. Today we are talking about what it means to be surrendered. We're talking about what it means to be totally sold out to God. And so our anchor scripture is Romans 12, 1 and verse 2. And so dear brothers and sisters, so right there, we are introduced to something different. He's not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about believers. Dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul teaching. I plead with you. I plead with you to give your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Okay? So now there's a place where you get to that latter part. There's a place you get to when it is testing time, it is time for you to prove what God's will is, what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is. If you believe this is your season to test that, say amen wherever you are. Just type amen. If you believe this is your season to prove what God's will is for your life, tell Jesus, use me. I want you to use me to test your word. Use me to test your will. Use me to test that which is good, that which is pleasing, and that which is perfect. Use me, oh Lord. And now in God's kingdom, everything has a key. Everything has a password. Literally everything that is in God's kingdom. For you to get it, you need to have a certain code. A certain access to get to that place. And today's code of access is called surrender. That's what I want to teach us on. Now a password. You see, we have passwords on our phone. Some are more complicated than others, yeah? Some is just a line. Others, it's a word. Others, it's a zigzag with squares and rectangles in it, depending on what you're hiding in there. But we all have a password to something. And you see, without the password, you are closed off from the access of the world of possibilities that is behind on the other side. So if you have a phone, for example, you can't be able to access, for example, music, the files, the messages. You can't do anything without the password. And you see, it's the same in the kingdom of God. Without certain passwords, you can't be able to access what God has in store for you. And today, I want to prepare you. I'm still preparing you. Because God is about to teach us something great about surrender. You see, owning the phone is very different from having the password. You can own the phone, but without the password, it's pointless, yeah? So you can own the passwords. For example, you can be in salvation. You can be in salvation for 10 years, for 20 years, but without certain passwords, you'll only be getting tidbits of the things that are in the kingdom of God. You see, I'm reminded of a story of a child. This child came to the father. So I'll make it as practical as possible. Some of you who are fathers would understand the child came to the father and was like, Dad, I just want a shilling. 
my daughter, what do you need the shilling for? I just want to buy ting ting. That's all I want. Just give me one shilling. So the father was like, a shilling. Of all the things that I have, a shilling is what you want. Let me give it to you. So he reached out in his pocket and realized he didn't have a shilling. He thought he had a 20 shillings. So he said, my daughter, you've been so good. So I'll give you a 20 shillings. Well, he reached out in his pocket. He realized he doesn't have the 20. So he decided, oh, wait, I think I have a hundred shillings. So he reached out, he took the hundred shillings and gave it to the daughter. And the daughter was like, no, 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 dad, I just want a shilling. I don't want a hundred shillings. I just want a shilling. So the father took time to explain to the daughter. Now, you see, if you take one shilling, you add another shilling up to a hundred, you'll get a hundred shillings. So you can have a hundred ting tings. Come and see the child throwing tantrums. But dad, I want a shilling. I just want ting ting. And you see, that's how many Christians behave. Because God has given you access to a world of possibilities. But you're limiting yourself to ting ting blessings. Oh, if you refuse ting ting blessings, say you remove the sweater. Say it is not my portion. You're limiting yourself to ting ting blessings. But God has opened your world to possibilities that are in him. And there you are begging for ting ting blessings. That is not your portion in Jesus name. And so many are born again. You see salvation comes with a package. It comes with healing. It comes with prosperity. It comes with deliverance. It comes with so much. But if you're opening up yourself to just one channel, you're limiting yourself to what God can be able to use you for. And so you can be saved and not surrendered. Saved and not surrendered. Oh, what a shock. Salvation is a package and you're designed to get everything that is in it. But if you're not surrendered, if you're not surrendered, if you don't know who you're serving, if you don't really grasp the God that you're serving, you'll only have a small part. Now, another story. Are you ready for another story? So if you want a story, right there, Pastor Brenna, I want another one. Just like the other one. Amen. So now the first part that we're going to look when it comes to surrender is surrendering our bodies. Okay. The scripture we just read said, present yourself, give yourself, give your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. You see, your body is the only legal entity you have to be on this earth. We interact with your kind hands. We interact with your healing hands. We don't interact with you in the spirit per se because we need you to lay your hands on us for us to get healed. We need you to reach out of your pocket to give us money to use. So if you're not having a body, you might not per se be able to interact with humans, yeah? You might not be able to interact with people when you go out for evangelism because you exist in a spirit, but we need our bodies. Now God is urging us to present our bodies unto him as a living sacrifice. With every form of surrender comes sacrifice. Now my story. One time, the pig and the chicken are walking down the street. Do you love my story? Do you love pork? Do you love chicken? So now the pork, uh, the, the pig and the chicken are walking down the street. And as they're walking, strutting around, they see a signpost said, bacon and eggs needed. Oh, 
the chicken was like, this is so good because there was a dollar bill attached to it. So the chicken was like, okay, we can go in and give the eggs. But the pig was like, wait, 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 wait. For you, it is just a contribution you're making. But for me, it is my whole body. What will happen to my wife? What will happen to my children? And you see, that is what most Christians are doing. We're just contributing. We're just giving small, small parts of our life. We're just surrendering certain things. Oh God, I surrender my looks. Oh God, I surrender my hands. But you're not willing to give your feet. To go out there and preach the gospel. Uh huh. So some of you are just there surrendered. God, I give you my Instagram. But I cannot give you my phone. Because you know the things that are in your phone. So God is calling you to give everything. You see, for the pig, it was everything he had. It was his body that was giving him legal right to be on earth. But you see, many Christians are just giving eggs. Or perhaps you're like a cow who has refused to give of themselves to give us meat. You're just giving milk. You're just giving your hide. You're not giving things that are losing you, that are causing you to lose something. And so God is calling you to give everything that belongs to you. Everything that is embedded in you. And you see your body, as I said earlier, it is what gives you the right to interact with humans. Your body is what we can see. Because sometimes people take your picture, hang it somewhere as a preacher, and they're like, God, if you've given it to Pastor Sam, you can give it to me. Because there's a face attached to him. And so God is asking you, give me your body. Give me your body as a pleasing sacrifice unto my eyes. And so the first thing we have to do is to surrender our bodies. Okay? And so there are three things I need you to look at when it comes to your body. You see, in any home, we have several levels of dishes. There are dirty dishes, probably in your sink. Probably if you've not washed them, they are still there. Some dirty dishes which cannot be used. And then there are common dishes that are used for every meal, that you use for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, when you want 10 o'clock tea, when you want, you know, uh, four o'clock tea or something. They are common dishes that are used by everybody who lives in that house. But then for every home, there is special dishes. These ones are not used every day. Only when there is a special occasion, you bring these dishes out and you start using them. Even children in that house cannot use them. Lest your mother finds you touching them and you'll be answerable. They are sacred dishes. And you see in the kingdom of God, you, child of God, you are special. You are special. It is time that you surrender yourself to special workings of the Spirit. It is time that you surrender yourself to special workings of the Spirit. So are you the dirty dish? Are you placing yourself as the common dish? Or as you the holy dish that God has called you out to be? And so I'm calling you to present your body. He put everything in the right place. You see, many ladies, we want to change things. We've placed ourselves as common. We're looking at ourselves as dirty dishes, as profane dishes. But God is calling you holy. God is calling you set apart. You see that word holy in Romans 12, 1? Holy and pleasing unto God. It refers to set apart dishes, set apart bodies. And you're giving yourself to every Tom, Dick and Harry that passes. But God is calling you to a special place. Because according to his word, you are a special possession. And so start to see yourself as that. If you like what I'm preaching, 
type amen. Type amen. Shout amen if you can. Oh my God, I don't know how many pigs we have in the house. I don't know how many chickens we have in the house. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm calling you to give yourself holy unto God. So someone who is holy is separated and consecrated. You have to be distinct. You have to be different. You have to be holy. You have to separate your ways. You have to separate because God has a special purpose over your life. Amen. Amen and amen. Now, you see, when you surrender part of you, back to the chicken story, when you surrender only part of you, when you're only contributing a part of you, your experience that comes from that surrendering part of you will also be part. It will not be full. When you surrender part, you get part. When you surrender everything, you get everything. Okay? When you surrender your hand, you get another hand. When you surrender your foot, you get another foot. But when you surrender everything that is in you, you don't leave out your family. You don't leave out your husband. You don't leave out your wife. Don't leave out your children. Don't leave out parts of you. Don't tell God, no God, you can just access the sitting room. You cannot access the bedroom. No, 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 no. Things that are inside there, you cannot access. Don't leave that. Because if you give God part, you get part. That is the reality. So you have to teach yourself to surrender everything unto Jesus. Okay? It reminds me of a song, I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Lord, I surrender everything I am. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Lord, I surrender everything I am. You see, you have to give everything. You have to get to a place where you give everything. When you say you've decided and decided that it is Jesus, then it is Jesus all the way. And so it takes me to our second point of surrender. Still, our anchor scripture is Romans 12, 1 and verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Do not be conformed. You see, the first thing you have to do is surrender your body. The second thing is you have to leave the things of the world. You have to, the Bible urges us there not to conform to the things of this world. Now, you see, for those of you who have this in your bucket list to go deep sea diving one day, you see, you don't just wake up and decide you're going to dive into the ocean. You don't. You have to carry certain gear that will allow you to be in the world of the fish. You have to carry certain gear that will allow you to be in the ocean. Because otherwise, you'll be dead. You have to carry a part of this world and take it to that world. Because the word in John 17, it says that we are not of this world. Yeah, We are in it, but we are not of it. So if you've been walking around and you don't have certain things that God has given you to survive in this world. I don't know what you're surviving in because you've come to a place. Now you're conforming to the patterns. When we look at you, we are seeing the world. When we look at you, we're not seeing where you come from. We are seeing you in this world. We are seeing you in this fallen state. We are not seeing how God created you to be. 
And so God is urging us in this scripture to not conform to the patterns of this world. To not conform to the patterns of this world. It takes me to the woman Hagar in the desert. She was supplied yet she was in the desert. She was supplied yet she was in the wilderness. I don't know which wilderness you're in. I don't know which sea you've dived in. But I'm supplying you with oxygen right now to take you to the sea. To take you to the depths of the sea. You see the sea, the fish survive in the sea because they are made for it. They have places and deposits that they can store oxygen, that they can store certain things that allow them to move around. You see, when you're going to deep sea dive, you need oxygen. You don't go there with heavy clothes or a heavy jacket. You need to be light as the fish. You need certain apparel for you to be able to go down and deep sea dive. So child of God, I don't know what you're carrying out of the weight of this world. I don't know what it is you're holding on to. I don't understand what it is you're holding on to, but I have a word for you. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. He has supplied you. And what is this supply? The supply is the word of God. When you have the word of God, you're able to face any adversity in this world. Things are going haywire. Oh, Corona is striking left, right and center. But you are immovable. Why? Because you carry certain deposits, certain mysteries that God has given you. Because you are not of this kingdom. You are of the kingdom that is in the heavens. You are of the kingdom that belongs to Jesus. And so I remember a time. For me, it was one scripture. It was one deposit, one mystery that I needed because I was in a point in life where I felt the pressure of the sea. The pressure of the sea was on me. The pressure was weighing on my shoulders and I could not do it. And God gave me a scripture. First Thessalonians 5.24. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So I don't know. That's my scripture, but I don't know what God has given you. I don't know what your oxygen is. I don't know what your apparel is but get to knowing what God has called you for get to knowing the deposits that God has given you to allow you to survive in this sea get to know what God has given you to allow you to survive in this atmosphere oh maybe you're like Hagar hold on to the word that God has given you so that you can be able to survive in the wilderness for you and for your child for you and your Ishmael For you and your vision. For you and the child that you're carrying. For you and the vision that you're bearing. God has given you supply. He has said he began a good work in you. And he will carry it on to completion. Only my child do not conform. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Do not give yourself to the way this world works. Do not conform to the pressure in the social media. Do not conform to the pressure in the media. They are giving you bad news, bad vibes all day. But God is saying do not conform. I'm telling you, you're like a balloon. You will float in the air. You see, in physics, 
the pressure that is in the balloon is more than the pressure that is in the atmosphere. And God is saying you will rise like the balloon on top of your troubles. You will trample on your troubles. You will walk and people will be wondering what is holding you on the air. But you will tell them it's a scripture. For me, it was First Thessalonians 5.24. For you, it may be Jeremiah 29.11. For you, Revelations 12 and verse 1. I don't know what word is for you, but God is saying do not come form. Hold on to something. And you see, that's why we're having a hard time surrendering. Because you have no what? You have no deposit. You have nothing inside you. And God is saying, fine, you've given me your body, but I want you to not conform to the patterns of this world because you carry something. Second Corinthians 10 and verse 4. It says, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Meaning they're not physical, they're not of this world, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. You see those things you're trying to fight in the ocean without the right tools, they're going to destroy you. That disease you're trying to fight in physical ways is going to destroy you. The word is reminding us that our weapons are not physical. The things that we are supposed to persevere through we need special weapons. And you cannot get this if you're conforming to the world. You cannot get this if you're conforming to the world. Your supply comes from the kingdom that you belong to. Your supply does not come from this kingdom. No, 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 no. Your provision, I know they're about to lock your house. But your provision does not come from men. I know they're about to write you off. But your provision does not come from men. I know they're about to suck you from that job. But no, your provision doesn't come from that job. I know they're about to write you off, write your family off, write your children off. But God is saying, your supply does not come from them. Your supply comes from me. I am your source. I am your resource. God is your source. If only you will not conform. It's the second key to surrender. It's the second key to surrender. You give your body holy. You separate yourself. And then number two, you refuse to conform. And then it takes us to number three. Now, the transformation. The transformation. And this is where my message is. It is a change that takes place inside. It is a change that takes place from the inside. You know, it's very easy to say, I surrender. I surrender. But if it is not an inside job, soon enough, we will be able to know. If it is not something that has started from inside, soon enough, we will be able to know. And so God is calling you. Now that you've refused to conform, now take up a word. Now that you've refused to conform, now that you've given your body, take up a word, take up a word and store it in your heart because now I'm about to transform the world through you. I'm about to transform the world through you. You see, Pastor Sam taught us that we are not of this world. He taught us that Christ is in us. He taught us that we are created unto good works. But some of you, you listened 
and you're still back there feeling hopeless feeling like god doesn't have a plan for you but god is telling you this is the key you have to take up a word you have to live in the word you have to stay there no 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 it doesn't matter what the systems of the world look like you have to stay there you have to stay there you see you have to stay there because once you get the word you feed it in your system it becomes your control center it becomes your control center. You see, many of you cannot see. But in the studio, we have people who are controlling things. We have people changing cables. We have people connecting cables here and there, switching off and switching on things. We have cameras rolling. We have so many things going on. But you see, if they decide to shut down the cameras right now, you'll not hear me. If they decide to shut down the mics, you'll not hear me. Because there's a control center somewhere. There's a sound man somewhere working his magic. And I'm telling you, God is about to use you. If only you will transform. If only you will take a word and feed your spirit with that word. If only you will take a charger in the word of God and feed up your spirit. God is going to use you to transform your area. God is going to use you to transform people in your expertise. God is going to use you to transform people in your profession. And so you have to take up a word. You see, we are made up of body, soul, and spirit. And many times, the one that lies in between is the soul. It feeds from your spirit. But if you're not feeding your spirit, then the body that you sacrifice in point one will be pointless. The body that you gave, holy, you might be separated. You might know that you're separated, chosen. But if you're not feeding enough on the word, if you're not praying, if you're not hungry enough, you know, it's not even just enough to be hungry. You have to have something. You have to be hungry and eat. You have to eat something because the journey that is ahead of you is great. Because the journey that is ahead of you is big. There are nations that you're supposed to change. There are things that you're supposed to shift in your world. There are things that are waiting for you out there to manifest. But for this manifestation to come, fine, you've sacrificed. Fine, you're not conforming. But you have to transform. You have to get to the place of surrender now where it is no longer about giving yourself away. It is no longer about not conforming to the world. But now it becomes part of you and you shift things around. It becomes part of you and you transform things around you. And God is calling us. And you see, when we began, we said Paul was not talking to non-believers. He was talking to people who know God. He said, brothers and sisters, I urge you. It was the Roman church. There are people who had heard the gospel. And you see, sometimes you'll find unbelievers joining our kingdom and shooting so quickly and leaving you behind. Why? You're not living a surrendered life. I said, if you live part of a surrendered life, you only get part of the package. But if you live full, you get everything. And so, brothers and sisters, I'm urging us, rise up to your call. Rise up and be surrendered. Surrender everything, your money, your family, your wife, your children, everything. Surrender everything unto God. Romans 8, 5. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. What is your mind set on? What are you thinking about? In fact, as I'm speaking, apart from the scripture I've just read, what scripture is in your heart? 
What is it that you woke up to today? No, no, no. Are you having pizza dreams or are you having spirit dreams? What is it that you're having? What kind of deposits are there in your spirit? What kind of deposits? What word are you relying on? Are you relying on the word you received last year to sustain you through the next year? What are you feeding on? And so I urge you, because you are a spirit, and because I want you to make sense in this world through your body, feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Every day meditate on your spirit. And our pastor taught us on how to meditate the spirit. Just look in the sermons and you'll be able to get one of the teachings. He taught us about how to meditate on the spirit, how to meditate on the word, how to eat and chew on the word. And that's where I want us to you know, put much effort in because God has called you to transform this world. But you cannot transform this world if you're of it. You have to change something. If you believe it, say amen. In the, in the church, just type amen, type amen, type amen. Who is your porter? Who is it that is shaping you? Who is it that is patterning your world? Who is it? Is Jesus really Lord? You see, if you're going to the gym, if you're going to the gym, you can have the right gear. Nowadays, I hear there's a brand called Under Armour, there's Adidas, there's Nike. You can go with the right gear. You can have everything right. But if you go to the gym, find someone who doesn't have the right gear, but they're lifting the weights. They are lifting, you know, everything that is there. They are running on the treadmill for hours. They are doing things. If you do not exercise what you carry, you're like the person who has the right gear. You're carrying the right Bible. You know, you have your Bible partitioned with all the nice bookmarks. You, you, you even earmarked things. But if you're not using the power that you carry, then you're in the wrong potter's hands. You're in the wrong potter's hands. You're in the potter who is called the world. Okay? So for you to start walking in total transformation, in total surrender, you need to establish who is your potter. God's point of view needs to become your point of view. You see, there's a point of view that belongs to God. Then there's everybody else's point of view and all those other that is not God's does not matter because only God's point of view matters. So you need to get to a place where God's point of view becomes your point of view. You see many people when they're getting married in their cards, they give direction for how to get to the reception, for how to get to the ceremony. But I don't know how many of you really follow those directions. You're like, I know where it is. So you really don't follow the direction. And you might get lost. Sometimes you'll stop, ask. Eh, now, by the way, where is this church? And they tell you, left, right. They tell you all sorts of direction. You get lost again. You ask someone else. They'll tell you their point of view. It is, when I'm standing here, it is to the left. When I'm standing here, it is to the right. But you're forgetting the one who invited you because they know where they are getting married. They gave you a card. They gave you directions. But you're not using those directions. And you see God's direction to us. I mean, he knows his word. He will not give you directions to a place where he's not been. 
He will give you directions to a place where he's been. He's tested the waters. He knows this place. I've prepared it. If I've prepared it for Brenda, this place, she will survive here. Pastor Sam taught us very well last Sunday. That place you've been complaining about, that job you've been complaining about, God knows that you have the capability to change that place. And so he directed you and directed yourself to that place. But are you like the person who's put the wedding card? Some of you even forgot it at home. Now you start calling, telling them, after you've gotten lost, you get already, they've already cut the cake. Now you have to go home crying. And your children told you to take them cake. But we are getting lost because we are refusing to follow the direction that God has given us. Okay? We're asking people. We're asking even ourselves. We think we know, but we don't know. Only God has given you the right direction. And if you need direction in your life, you don't need anybody to connect you. The word of God is right there. Okay? Proverbs 3 and verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You see, even your own understanding can deceive you. It can deceive you. It can take you to the wrong place. Because you think you will make it because you studied for it. You think you will make it because you have the right height. You think you will make it because, oh, my complexion is the right one. You think you'll make it in the fashion industry because you are a certain type, body type. You think you'll make it in a certain industry because you know certain people, because you know a certain uncle, but you're forgetting. God is the director. God is the director. He is the one. So it's time you began to see things from God's point of view. Ask your person, whoever you're sitting next to, ask them, whose direction have you been using to look at your life? Whose direction have you been using? And so God is calling. And he was kind enough to put it plain in paper, actually. Plain in paper. Although the spirit, the word is a spirit. But he put it in paper even. Just in case, Usaha, what is in the spirit? It is there, written. Trust in the Lord, that one. There's another one that says, all things work together for good. It is there. For I know the plans that I have for you. It is there. The direction is there. It is there. Cut, copy, paste the spirit of God. It is there. But you are listening to other people's opinions, listening to what the media is telling you. And you see, you have to get to a point where the pressure inside of you the pressure you placed inside of you, what you are talking about, the inside job, is more than the pressure that is outside. You have to get to a point where you apply pressure. Wherever you are, you have to get to a point to apply pressure. I'm telling you the things around you are rushing at you, want to crush you, but if there's more pressure inside you, the pressure outside will not take you out. Do you ask yourself, how do small fish survive in water? They have the right amount of pressure inside them to survive the waters. So what kind of pressure do you have inside you? I'll take you back to the balloon. How much pressure do you have inside? You see, if you're not very well in, you know, inflated, you will come down. You will not go as high you will not go as high in your calling. You will not go as high as God has placed you. You will not, you will not prosper as much as you want to. You see, if you give God, I keep saying this, if you give God a part, 
he will give you a part. But if you open up everything, then heaven opens up everything. I began by saying that there are certain passwords. And today's password is surrender. If you open, surrender automatically. If you open up the password of surrender, you open up yourself to the access to the heavenlies. You open up access to a world of possibilities. And so God is calling us. God is calling us to open up ourselves. To give ourselves of our body, our time. To give uh, of ourselves in terms of transformation. To give your body, to give your, your the word that you give your spirit so that he can give you the word and deposit it so that you can be able to stand the pressure that is in the world. You have to give of yourself. And I'll finish off with this. You see, when a new, when a baby is born, when a baby is born, automatically, unless disease, unless certain you know, restrictions in the mother's body, but when the baby is born, automatically, breast milk starts to flow. Automatically. It's a phenomenon scientists have tried to explain. They, are, they think they've explained it well, but isn't it mysterious? Just when the baby is born, you start you know, producing the milk. Sometimes it's even uh, funny. Some people even produce milk when they just see other babies. It happens sometimes. When they see other babies, it tickles something in them and the milk starts flowing. But you see, it has to be on the birth of a baby. It has to be on the birth of your vision. When you have something that you are carrying inside, if you're empty, if you've not transformed yourself through the word, if you have nothing that God can work with inside you, then nothing will flow from the spirit. You need to have something that is flowing inside of you. You need to have something that is flowing inside you. I'm telling you, child of God, give God something to work with. Give God something to work with. It's going to take you to wake up at three. Wake up at three. It's going to take you to sleep late. Sleep late. It's going to take you to separate yourself from your colleagues. Separate yourself. Because God wants something to work with. But if he comes and finds empty, then there's no flow. Nothing will come out. You have to get to the place where you will start flowing in the spirit. You start flowing in the spirit. You start flowing because God has deposited something in you. God has given you something. And you see, as we conclude the scripture we read, it says, then, after you've done all this, you've surrendered your mind, you've surrendered your body, you've given everything, now you're transformed. Then, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. And this is my desire for all of us to get to this place. Now you're like, God, use me. Use me. I've given my body. I've given my mind. I've given everything. I'm not conforming to the world. I'm transformed. Now use me, Lord. Use me to test so that people can see. Use me to test my God so that when I go out on the streets to preach, ah, my Father, healing will flow. When I go out on the streets to preach, now use me, my God, so that they may be able to know, so that they may be able to test and approve what God's will is. He's pleasing. Ah, it's not just pleasing. His perfect will. Oh, if you believe it, say amen. Now I just want you to start praying wherever you are. Start bubbling in the spirit wherever you are. Because God is calling us. He wants to flow through us. God wants to flow through you. God wants to flow through you. God wants to flow through you. The spirit wants to flow through you. 
Oh, he wants to flow through you. He wants to release things into this world through you. But you have to be surrendered. Ah, no, no, no. Don't look at where you're living. Don't look at the confines of your house. Don't look at the confines of your job. Ah, no, 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 no. Don't look at the confines of your marriage. Ah, don't look at the confines of your family. It doesn't matter where they left off. Believe that you will go further. Don't look at the confines of the history of your family. It doesn't matter whether they all had cancer. It will not touch you. It will not touch your family. It will not touch your children. Don't look, don't look. God wants to open up a tap of possibilities. He wants to open up a world of possibilities. And I've given you the password. The password is surrender. Release yourself unto him. Release yourself unto God. Allow him to flow through you. Allow him to flow like the mothers with the milk. Allow him to flow that you may feed your vision. Allow him to flow that you may feed that which he's put inside of you. That which he's put inside of you. Now wherever you are, I want you to put your hand on your belly and I want you to call for that which God has given you. Call for that which God has given you. Because this is a place that things are but. This is a place that things are nurtured. Ask God to give you something. God give me something. I'm a willing vessel. I am willing, oh God. I want something, I want something. I want something. Use me, oh God. Use my dream, oh God. Use my vision, my God. It doesn't matter how bizarre it is, my God. I use my vision. It doesn't matter how non-understanding people are. Use my vision, Jesus. Use my vision. Vision, Lord. Use my vision, oh God. Use my vision. Use my vision, oh God. Use what I carry, oh God. Use what I carry, oh God. Use my Father, what you deposited in me, oh God. Oh Jesus. Now, I want us to pray for God to allow us to apply pressure on the inside of us. So that the pressure that is outside will not take us out. Okay? I want us to pray that God will teach us where to apply pressure. How to apply it. So that whatever is outside will not take you out. You'll be able to withstand any giant like David. You'll be able to withstand any slavery like Joseph. You'll be able to do something with your dream. You'll be able to withstand the wilderness like Hagar. You'll be able to withstand the serpent like the woman in Revelations. You'll be able to stamp on that, on that, on that, on whatever is trying to hold you back. You'll be able, my father, you'll be able to do it. And so I want us to pray that God will teach us to apply the right amount of pressure using his word. Oh, Jesus, teach us your word. Teach us your word, oh God. Teach us your word. We don't want to fall in this fallen world. We don't want to fall in this fallen world. Oh, God, we don't want to conform to this world. Oh, my father, transform us, my God. We don't want to conform to this world. My father, we don't want to conform to this world. My God, give us the right dose. Give us the right scriptures. My father, show us what to do. My God, if you need us to separate two hours every day, teach us, my God. If you need us to separate uh, five hours, my father, call us into that direction. My God, if you need us, my father, to transform um, our world, my God, if you need us to transform the places
places that we live in. Teach us what to apply. Teach us what to apply. Teach us the word to apply. Teach us by your wisdom, by your spirit. Oh, Jesus. Your word says that our weapons are not carnal. My God, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Teach us, my God, to apply the weapons of the spirit and not the weapons of the flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We want to think like you, oh God. We want to think like you. This is our next prayer point. That we may begin to see things from God's point of view. That we may begin to think like God. Uh, That we may begin to think like God. That everywhere we walk in there's a problem. That God will teach us to decipher the problem. And will teach us to break it down. It will not be a barrier to us. Now pray that we may think like God. This is the prayer. Hold your head and tell God, I want to think like you. I want to think like you. I want to change my mind. I want to think like you, oh God. I want to see things the way you see them. I want to see people the way you see them. Oh my God, I want to touch things the way you touch them. I want my God to have your point of view. And nobody else's point of view matters. Mine does not matter. I choose this day to lean not on my own understanding, my God. But on your understanding, I choose not to lean on understanding of people, understanding of men, oh God. But to you, oh God, but to you, but to you, Jesus, we want to lean on you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And maybe you're out there and you're not born again. You're not born again and you'd like to come in. You'd like to have access to this kingdom. The first thing is to surrender your life. It is to surrender your body. You see, when I talked about surrendering your body, that is class one. That one is PP2. It is PP1. It is basic. Surrendering your body. You have to first cross that one. And then we get to the other ones. But you have to first cross that one. So if you're out there and you want to give your life to Jesus... Just say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus. I know that I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness, O Lord. I believe that you died and that you rose for me. I turn away from my sins. And I invite you into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you. I want to trust you. And I want to follow you. And I want to follow you. As my Lord and my Savior. As my Lord and my Savior. Amen and amen. amen. So if you said that prayer, wherever you are, just send your number. We want to talk to you. We want to get to know you. We want to connect with you. We want to love on you. Because as you've given your life to Christ right now, I'm telling you, we are rejoicing even here in studio. We are rejoicing because we know one of us has joined us. Someone has joined this kingdom, this place where we're ready now to surrender to what God has in store for us. So if you just gave your life to Christ, just give your number to the number that is down on the screen and let us get blessed together. We'd like to connect with you. We'd like to pray with you. And now get ready with your giving. Get ready with your giving. The numbers are down on the screen. You can give through M-Pesa. You can give through Paybill. You can give through um, our account. So just go ahead. Whatever the Lord has placed in your heart to give, just go ahead and give.
And let us pray for the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Because in this moment, my Father, we choose to surrender what you blessed us with, my Father. Be it in form of tithes, my God. Be it in form of offering, my Father. Accept it, my God. Accept it, my Father, as a holy and pleasing sacrifice unto you. I give you praise and I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for staying till the end. If you stay till the end, I just want you to send thumbs up all all the way. And let us fellowship together. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So we have this service every Sunday from 2.30. So be sure to join us. If you'd like, again, to, you know, know who we are, if you're seeing us for the first time, or even if you know us, but you'd like to, you know, study more and get more understanding of the word. We have so many teachings by our pastor. And we have so many, we have so many programs uh, that you can be able to connect to. We have uh, heartfelt conversations. We have Lulu podcast. Be sure to join. And many more that are coming. Okay? So, men, you're not left out. Soon, there is something amazing coming up for you. So, we thank you and we bless God for the moment that he's given us. Now, wherever you go, today, tomorrow, during the coming week, coming month, choose to live a surrendered life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.